You're listening, listening to, to Bible, Bible Plus. Bible Plus from Seesaw. Bible Plus is a podcast featuring short, daily discussions of every chapter in the New Testament. Bible Plus is designed to increase Bible reading, understanding, and enjoyment. Get more out of the Bible. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to another day of Bible Plus. Um, in this podcast, we're going to be covering Luke 17. And I really like where we are in the chapter because yesterday we talked about, well, actually the last few days we've been talking about the kingdom of God, serving serving God, and and also just seeing how we can live a sort of kingdom life. And so today, transitioning into chapter 17, it starts off by talking about or teaching about stumbling, forgiveness, and faith. And right off the bat, this this matter of forgiveness and not stumbling one another is huge because, you know, it might seem small, especially if it's a small, um, small offense. We say something to our friend, our family member, um, maybe you're home for the holidays with your family. And anyway, you say something, it may seem small, but actually this creates an offense. And whether you're the one who said something or did something, or you're the one who it was directed towards, we need to forgive one another because our forgiving one another is a matter of entering into the kingdom of God. And in a later epistle in the New Testament, um, it talks about how we need to be right with man and right with God in our conscience. And maybe a lot of y'all remember in Matthew 18, and if you don't, it's okay, maybe go back and look. Matthew 18, verses 21 and 22 Peter says, how often should I forgive my brother? Seven times? And Jesus said, no, 70 times seven. And for those of you who don't like math, that is 490 times. I'm pretty sure I did the math right. I just did it in my head. But anyway, it should be right. So anyway, this is Peter. And this is a great example because he realized, okay, look, Lord, it's difficult. We get offended. It's personal to us. Um, it feels like a personal attack and you just want to hold on to it because I think a lot of us, we just we feel good and we enjoy feeling bad. I don't know how to explain it, but we just do. But the Lord just calls, uh, charges us to forgive one another and not stumble one another. And, and Peter realized we can't do it. He offered just seven times that he would forgive someone. But Jesus said, no, 70 times seven. So obviously we can't do it. So what should we do? Well, Peter here in um, chapter 17 he, he does something really special. Um, actually, you know, the apostles are talking to the Lord. And in verse five, they say, Lord, increase our faith. So they realize they can't do it. So what do we do? We turn to the one who can. So Lord, increase our faith. And in verse six, following verse five, it says the Lord, uh, the Lord mentioned the faith of a mustard seed. And we can move mountains, <laughs> um, uproot uproot this tree in this parable um, or in this section. So he says, say to this tree, be uprooted, planted in the sea, and it would have obeyed you. Other times it talks about moving mountains if we just have a little faith. And just, you know, you probably have heard this before, but the mustard seed is an extremely small seed. So God's not asking us to be these incredible, you know, bodybuilder, spiritual giants. He's just asking us to have a little bit of faith, just a little bit of faith. And the Lord of possibility is able to do the impossible in us and in our church life, in the body. Okay, so going to the next section, it's talking about our service and being slaves. Okay, so here, <clears throat> maybe 
non-believers, even believers read this section and other parts of the Bible and they see slavery and it's like, oh, you know, how terrible is this? And Jesus here, just because he's talking about it, it's not like he's promoting it. But for some reason, God has allowed its existence at this time. And it's really serving as an example in the physical realm of the reality in the spiritual realm. Um, Jesus said multiple times that we're, we're always slaves of something. We, we're serving something. Um, in one instance, he says, you can't serve two masters. You can't serve mammon or, uh, and God. It's one or the other. So in the same, in the same vein, we're either serving God or we're really serving his enemy, Satan, just because everything in the world and everything that's not God is against God. It opposes him. So we are serving something. What is our master? So none of us are really free in that sense. <clears throat> um, in Romans 6, uh, one example is that we're slaves to sin. But in verse 22, we have been freed from sin and have been enslaved enslaved to God. So maybe some of y'all have a hard time or had a hard time reading this. Don't have a hard time. It is all through the Bible. Paul in his epistles, I mean, Paul, he was, he was the top religionist. You know, he was a Pharisee of Pharisees in the Jewish religion, but then he had this glorious and magnificent conversion. He saw Jesus Christ. He saw the body. He gave his life to the Lord to serve him for his purpose. And he talks about being freed so much. We have been freed from our bondage to sin and to the, the law and the slavery to the law. But you know what? So many times he calls himself a slave of a slave of Jesus Christ or Christ Jesus or God. So if you read Romans 1, 1, he talks about it. First uh, Corinthians 7, 22, Galatians 1, 10, slave of Christ, Titus 1, 1, James 1, 1. Um, James says he's a slave of God. Second Peter 1, 1, Simon Peter, a slave and apostle of Jesus Christ. Jude, Jude 1, Jude, a slave of Jesus Christ. And the last example I have here is Revelation 1, 1. Revelation of Jesus Christ sent to his slave, John. So this isn't a foreign or this isn't some uh, random thought in the Bible. Really, y'all, we, we have been called to serve our God as slaves. Because in 1 Corinthians 6.20, it says that we've been bought with a price in his re- glorious and wonderful redemption from our judgment, uh, the, the judgment that we should have paid because of sin. Um, uh, he has freed us. He has paid the price so we no longer owe that debt to God. But as soon as we believe into him, we have received this marvelous redemption, this redemptive work of God to save us, bring us into his kingdom and not only just save us, but he supplies us and he fills us with joy, the fruits of the spirit. God himself becomes our person. So anyway, we serve something and I choose to serve my God. I hope you do too. And I love my master. I love my master. The next section to continue, uh, verse 11, verses 11 through 19, it talks about the 10 lepers. Uh, we get into this every semester uh, at UT, especially when it comes to the end. And, you know, God is always working in his church and not only in his church and among his believers, but he definitely is doing a work, a marvelous work in each one of us. So when God does something, it's awesome. We appreciate it. It's, it's almost a miracle. Even even for me, looking back, the Lord has done so much to change my heart in many ways, where I once lived for myself. Uh, now, at least I, I desire to live for God. Of course, I'm not perfect. I fail a lot, but he works in us. And you know what God desires? He doesn't command us to, but he desires that we come back and thank him. 
Um, so we do this at the beginning of at the end of every semester. We just like to come back and have a what we call a celebration meeting. Y'all come back and and thank God, even if you can, if you remember every single day for another opportunity for him to meet with us, for him to grow in us, to dispense his very life into us. And and also thank him for all the, the wonderful things he's done and accomplished. Um, so anyway, we want to be that one leper that returned to him and be healed by him daily. Okay, the last section that I want to talk about is verses 20 through 37. I'm talking about the kingdom of God and the rapture of the overcoming believers. Now, in particular, I won't talk about everything in this section, but what I was impressed with uh, while reading this was that the final days, it'll be like the days of Noah. And y'all, if you know the story of Noah and the ark, I think most believers, at least, if not most people know the story where there was the great flood. Eight souls were saved as, long, as well as um, the animals, at least uh, pairs of animals on the earth. Um, but it's saying that the, the days, the final days will be like the days of Noah, where people were eating and drinking and marrying and giving in marriage. And what else were they doing? In verse 28, it says they were um, buying and selling and planting and building so these, these don't sound like bad things. And in themselves, they're not. But the problem was God was looking for someone, someone to serve him, to be with, uh, to love, to, to have a relationship with. Yet the whole world was just infatuated with the, the earthly realm and the things around them. And the things that God gave as provisions became man's goal, became man's desire and their focus. So today, I mean, if you just look around, if you even consider yourself, I'm guilty of this. How often do we find ourselves living for, you know, maybe it's a grade in school, um, <laughs> a graduate program, that, that awesome job, the, 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 what many would call the American dream. And we're just completely distracted, uh, just completely distracted from what was really going on. What's really going on at that time. You know what's going on today? God, Christ wants to build his church. He wants to come back and bring his kingdom openly to the earth, where there be righteousness, peace, joy, love, God, in this excellent, glorious, um, un- un- uncom- uncomparable uh, co-living with his, his creation, especially with man. Um, so I think this is really a warning to us when it comes to the kingdom life. The kingdom's not something that's going to come in the future. The kingdom is today. In verse 21, it says, behold, the kingdom of God is in the midst of you. This isn't something in the future. This is today. And tagged onto this, um, tagged onto this story of Noah, uh, this, this comparison of Noah is, is Lot, Lot and his wife. So they're called out of Sodom. God was coming um, to judge that city with all of its evil works and <clears throat> just all sorts of things were coming out of Sodom and God had to was going to righteously judge it. And so what did he do? He called Lot and his family and those close to him to leave, um, to leave for his purpose, for his, uh, his spread. But you know what happened is they had lived there for so long. They had lived in this unrighteous city for so long that when they were leaving, Lot's wife, though she was warned not to, she couldn't help but look back. She looked back. Why? She loved that city. If not loved, at least it was a part of her. 
there's something that she was just curious about. She's like, man, that's where I'm from. That's where I, that's my, those are my people. So while, as it was being destructed, she looked back and unfortunately she became a, a pillar of salt because she had found her roots, not in God's kingdom and God's purpose, but in the earthly realm among, among earthly man, fallen man. So that's why in verse 32, it says, remember Lot's wife. So for each of us, I'm so thankful Jesus gave this <clears throat> this warning that we would not preserve our soul life for ourselves, live comfortably, love, uh, live, live for the pleasures of this age, uh, whether it's eating, drinking, marrying, buying, selling, planting, uh, building. That's not what we're here for. Y'all, we are here for God's eternal purpose. So praise the Lord, the the slave savior who we're seeing in the book of Luke is showing us, showing us that we can live not by ourselves, but by the very life of God, by having faith in him, turning to him and allowing him to live in us so that we would live this kingdom life, bring others into this kingdom. He would heal us, fill us, live through us, and thus be able to come back and consummate this age. Y'all, I hope you're having an awesome Awesome day. Enjoy this chapter. Eat it. Enjoy it. Feast on it. Fellowship about it. And we'll see you tomorrow for another episode of Bible Plus.